for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care, home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I brought in a delightful guest today, my dear friend. I'm such a fangirl of Katie Butts, and she was with us recently, and we did a podcast together, and she told her story about what happens when your infant has a physical disability diagnosed during the pregnancy. So she has been through that scenario not once but twice and also had a miscarriage. If you missed her story, I really want you to go listen to that podcast. You will not believe how this woman became so full of wisdom. And I also want to mention one other thing, which I now forgot, Katie. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I gave her bio on that. So I'm not going to go over your bio again, sweetie, because I really want you to share your wisdom, and I don't want to take up a bunch of time. <laughs> well, so, I don't know have much, but. <laughs> you do. You, you, you were just laying it on thick when we talked, and that was just telling your story. I mean, one of the things I loved in the podcast that we did together where you told your story was, all the courage and the determination and the insight you had to begin by letting people know, even at the hospital with a sign on the door, come in here in a mood that celebrates the life of this beautiful child we just gave birth to. I mean, how smart was that? How did you even know to begin there? Um, you know, my mom, through researching and trying to figure all of you know this whole new world out, um, she found another mom. I think she was in Kansas City, maybe. I don't even remember. Um, and she had done that with their pregnancy for a, a baby girl with limb differences. And so um, I copied her idea. I just immediately began, you know, um, connecting with other moms that were further ahead um, than me. And um, and I love that. I thought, no, we're celebrating this. You know, I really learned um, that... God did not make a mistake with my kids. Their bodies are different, but they were created with intent and on purpose. Um, our God is a really creative God with his creation. And uh, so we felt very strongly that my son's body is not bad. It's just different. Um, yes. And same thing with Ellie's body. And there are hard, hard things with being different in our society. Um, so I do not minimize that. But in and of themselves, their bodies aren't bad. They just do things differently. And they go through hard things that are, you know, require more maturity. And um, 
and, and again, not to say that we do not grieve the hard things, um, but usually the hard things are not about their own bodies. It's about uh, others, the way others treat them or, um, or just challenges that require more energy and, and resourcefulness on their parts to figure out how to accomplish the task. Um, yeah. Let's start right there, because even when we were talking about doing the show together, I had to confess to you, I don't even know the politically correct lingo. Like, I was so happy when you shared that term limb differences, because I didn't even know how to talk about uh, the physical challenge that your kids face. Well, I mean, your son. Parenting gig. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me a little bit about some of the things that have happened that hurt so that people like me who have not faced these. I have my own challenges. Believe me, we all do. But when I see a family like yours and the challenge is so obvious, what can I say or do that will help? And what can I say or do that would hurt? Sure. So I speak a lot at MOPS groups, um, mothers of preschoolers, on that exact yeah. topic um, because <laughs> – Anybody that's ever been around a preschool or elementary age kid knows they don't always have a filter and they'll just point out something visibly yes. different. And I get that curiosity about my kids' bodies. Of course, if you've never seen somebody missing um, an arm or wearing a blade leg or, I mean, yeah. most things have like flames on them. We're not exactly subtle. Um, right, right. So we, and they're always moving too, by yeah. the way. <laughs> um, so we totally... I. You know, I, I definitely understand curiosity. So one of my big things I always tell parents, um, we don't mind questions. I don't mind a polite, um, because I would far rather other kids see my kids as kids than to yeah. see them as like a shameful secret. It's not a secret right. that it's got differences, you know, so that's okay to ask. Um, and uh, it also allows me the opportunity, excuse me, the opportunity um to quickly find commonalities between my child and another child. So generally when somebody, when a kid asks about their bodies, um, you know, I might answer them, well, that's just how God made them, or they can do all the things you can do. Hey, you want to, you know, if it's Will, he'll usually challenge somebody to a race and beat them. <laughs> um, and then with Ellie, you know, we'll find out that, oh, they love Barbies too. And really quickly you can watch a child go from, feeling different from my child and seeing my child as, as other to having, Oh, they both love Barbies. We've got that in common. And then, you know, they're buddies. Um, Aww. so the harder thing of course, is when, um, somebody can't get past the differences or limits my kids or tells them they can't do something or makes fun of them. Um, you know, they've each been made fun of and that's, um, gut wrenching to walk through with them. Um, so, you know, that's of course, um, well, that just breaks any mom's heart. So helping, big, yeah. helping them also figure out how to respond to that, to teasing or, um, when it goes beyond just a natural curiosity and it becomes a rude, um, teasing thing. And that's something I tell other moms when I talk is, you know, when your kid does that, teaching them how to apologize and is really valuable, um, and mending, you know, what could be a potential friendship. Um, but we've also had some really hilarious, um, Times we had a child once at the beach who would not leave Will alone about his differences, and I had answered every question over and over. And finally, yeah. I had, and I just said, "Well, a shark got him." And she looked at the ocean, and I bet she never went back in that water the rest of the, her vacation. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah. I had her question. Yeah, she wouldn't accept my answers or leave us alone. Um, yeah, but, you know. 
we've had some funny. I've been approached in the airport once and chewed out by a woman who saw his prosthetic legs at the time they were flesh colored when he was little. And so they, I guess they looked like real legs to her and they were upside down in my carry on bag. And she chewed me out for putting a baby upside down before she realized he was in the stroller in front of me. Um, so we've lost legs in parking lots and, you know, (laughs) people have had to come find us with a leg in their hand, you know, so we've had some really funny, you know, I've threatened, you know, if you do that to your sister one more time, I'm taking off a leg. If you kick her. Oh, that's hilarious. Wow. That gives you a certain kind of parenting uh, option that other parents might not have. You know, there's perks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Scary. Yeah, it's good. You're it's good. You're a sweet mom, a compassionate mother. Um, well, and and I know my friend Chris Morris is coming on soon. He'll have a. He'll be doing some. I think he may have read his book. He's going to be doing some things on mythology in the church about chronic conditions that we have. And so, one of the things I I hope my my listeners will look for his podcast too because I know those are going to be very good, very profound. He's given a lot of thought to the weird things that Christians will say to each other without realizing it could be hurtful. Sure. So, you know, I did a lot of uh, actually I met with three different pastors from three different denominations um early on when I was challenged by somebody about um believing that God had a plan for my kids and that um their bodies were created with intent and that they are beautiful and um and that God can do big things with them and he can do small things with them too. Um yeah. And anyway, I'd been challenged on some of that. So I met with these different pastors and I really just began exploring his word as it relates to disability and um and it was very eye opening and enlightening for me and, and I do believe that um, you know, Ephesians three says he'll do immeasurably more than we can ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And I see that over and over and over with my kids. Um, Megan and I always joked that we went from like plan A to plan B to plan Z and that it's not a bad thing. God had mm-hmm. big surprises in store for us, but he's um, over and over. He's been faithful to, um, I guess, redeem the hard things with so much abundant joy. Well, you, you brought up Reagan, and I don't want to miss the chance. We're, we're fixing to go to break again. So when we come back from break, I want to talk a little bit about, for my ladies that are listening to this podcast, and maybe they're wondering what they can say to their husbands um, to support each other, I want to talk a little bit when we come back about what you and Reagan have learned together, and especially ways that he encourages and supports you. I think... I think a woman who might want to download this and listen to it with her husband would be really happy to put her elbow in his side, you know? <laughs> yeah, see, they do it that way. That's a good idea. So, and it might make it easier to think of those things. I know, I, I can only imagine, but I know with Dave and I, there have been moments where I just wish somebody had given us a clue, you know? Okay. So, I don't want to miss a chance to do that when we come back from the message. So, we have we have maybe a minute more before we go to break. Is there anything else you'd like to talk, uh, like to summarize as far as what people can say or not say? You know, I, I tell people a lot, like, um, I, again, curiosity is okay. I think a quick smile. Um, my goal is to help, you know, and that's partly why I'm on social media um, with our families, because I want people to recognize that like, we're a normal family. I mean, granted, we do a lot of hospital trips and surgeries and we've got legs laying around my house, but we are a family and I want people to see that, yes, we can travel and we can go to school and we can do the things that other families do. Um, 
And so that's my big, um, I guess my big takeaway is that I would want others to see my kids as just kids. They're human beings. And so it's okay to ask questions, but to also recognize, um, you know, all that they can do and, and that everybody, like you said, everybody's got hard stuff. Yeah. But moving you know, beyond. As we get a break, I want to thank Home Instead for allowing us to have this opportunity to hear from Katie. This is amazing stuff, and I'm so grateful for it. Thank you. So stay with us. Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. here with Mary Ottman and I asked her to tell you about Water to Thrive. Water to Thrive builds wells and changes lives for people living in rural villages in Africa. Waterborne illnesses have killed more people than all of the armed conflicts combined since World War II. In fact, 5,000 children under the age of five die each day from waterborne diseases. Since 2008, Water to Thrive has built 750 wells, benefiting 400,000 people. You can make a difference by donating at www.watertothrive.org. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? (laughs) Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu? Whenever. It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hi, we're back with our very special guest today, Katie Butts, and she is telling us some of the nuances when you have an unexpected diagnosis, even during the pregnancy, and then your kids get here and there's all these unexpected things. Of course, every every parent faces that. No two children are alike. But when you have a family where there are different differences that were unexpected and they're not what other people are used to and they don't know how to 
process that even complete strangers may talk to you at the beach and talk to you about all kinds of things so <laughs> katie's just i mean you know katie's just sharing her sense of humor and, and her insight and her wisdom and I, i've been so grateful i'm eager to ask you i promised before the break we'd ask you this question i know i have listeners my friends some of them uh who i know actually are women and they're wondering, how can I get my husband on board to be this kind of guy? So tell us a little bit about what Reagan is doing that you have found particularly helpful. You know, Kathy, I would say, um, you know, really, as soon as we got figured out something, 30 weeks pregnant with Will, that there was going to be something different, um, we really jointly commit, committed together to um, celebrating his life. And um, we just were very... Um, in tune with each other about the decisions we were making. Um, in Ellie's pregnancy, one of the worst days ever was when doctors advised us to create a birth plan, um, mm. presuming that she would not survive very long. Mm. So they kind of talked us through the things we needed to figure out for that birth plan. And I'll never forget that Sunday afternoon on our bed together, figuring mm. those, but we were so in tune with those decisions. Um, and so not to say that we're always in tune in our marriage, but uh, as far as our kids, I think we've just always really, we just decided early on that we were going to treat them, you know, normal, like any other kid, even mm-hmm. though this is our experience um, in raising kids, they both have differences. Yeah. Um, but I would say he gives me a lot of freedom. Um, you know, I, he lets me, I handle most, well, he handles all the insurance and oh, that's the, great. the gritty details that I'm terrible at. And I do the driving back and forth to Dallas hospitals and take, um, you know, do that with the kids. And mm-hmm. so we kind of have divided up some of the um, tasks. Yeah. The tasks that are maybe atypical for other parents, um, but are just a part of our routine. Um, and, and he's just, I don't know. He's very supportive of me traveling with our kids and, mm-hmm even when he can't get away from the office. Um, and then, you know, we make major medical decisions together, but a lot of the, what to us might seem like the little, <laughs> little medical decisions. Um, you know, he trusts me to, to make those on the fly a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, so, and, and, and I think so- he's really supportive when I drop the ball on lots of other tasks at home. Um, because I'm back and forth to Dallas or to school or to a doctor or on the phone with a nurse or, you know, um, so I don't know if that really answers your question other than that. I feel like we're very, when it comes to our kids and the way we want to raise them, you know, that they are able and, um, and giving them, he's really good about, um, you know, when Will wanted to run track and field. So now we travel mm-hmm. doing track and field stuff. Cause there's not a whole lot of, amputee sport opportunities available in our part of Texas. Okay. So you have to travel far um, oh, wow. for those opportunities, but Reagan works hard and makes, you know, sometimes that's me going alone with him, but he um, is very supportive of that, which I'm very grateful. So one thing he does, it sounds like is if he comes home and the house is a wreck and you've been at the doctor all day, that's something that he is very understanding about and compassionate about. Yeah. Um, he didn't know what it was like. <laughs> what? I was thinking, yes, because he wouldn't know what it was like if I'd been in Dallas all day and the house looked great when I came home. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's real. I mean, I think people need to know that's the reality. Yeah. I think that 
that that, so that reality is I very encouraging for everyone. There's there's not going to be a homemade dinner on days where I'm at doctors all day, and and he's fine with that. So I'm grateful. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So, and as far as the pressure financially, how have y'all navigated that? I mean, that's such a difficult thing. Um, you know, we've we've been very blessed, and he works really, really hard. Um, and of course, I would say maybe that's obviously at our kids' ages. That's that can be a challenge to understand. Daddy's working really hard because right. he does take off for surgeries or, um, you know, major medical trips. Um, or family vacations or whatever. So they don't always understand that give and take. Um, right. Of course, with his job, but he does work very hard and he's really good at managing um, and figuring out insurance and all the ins and outs that. So thank a, goodness. I'm very grateful for that. Oh my gosh. That's a full-time job to have made himself an expert on that is at, yeah. well, you said your son is 11 and a half now. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. I can hardly believe he's that old. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's ten years of experience in insurance. That That's huge. Uh, it is. I'm so grateful. I, I worry sometimes. I'm like, if you die, I'm in big trouble because right. um, I'm not good at those kinds of details. And that is not my gifting. And he is really gifted at just keeping all of that straight and organized. Well, so. you are, you're a wonderful team. And I, and I just love that about you. And I love, I love it that there's so much happening subtly as a team between the two of you, that it's almost hard to differentiate which part is his and which part is yours and, and how you complement each other so well. That's so beautiful to me, Katie. And um, I'm just really grateful for that example that y'all are setting. I love the way that there's that ebb and flow between you as each new thing comes up. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody told me years ago that um, in marriage, and it's, it's held true for us, you know, when one of you is down, the other one will be up. And I've definitely yeah. seen that where when one of us is struggling with something medical or the weight of it or the overwhelm, oh, excuse me, the overwhelm, the other one will usually be a little more you know, no, we got this, we can do this. And here's how, yeah. we're going to do it. here's the logistics. Um, and I've seen that, you know, both ways. So kind of balancing one another. Well, y'all are very purposeful in the way you do that. And, and I'm, I'm thankful for that example and really thankful to be able to highlight that on the show, because I know in marriage that is crucial. And sometimes the other person's down and actually you're down too. <laughs> sure. And so some of that is a purposeful decision, um, I'm going to give him the luxury of being down today and I'm just going to be up even though I don't feel like it, you know? So I think that's part of what we do when a marriage is working well. I've done it. I've done marriage well and I've done it poorly. So I, I'm kind of an expert on both. <laughs> Probably everyone is who's been married yeah. a while. <laughs> so, um, well, if you were going to give advice to young families and they've just found this out that they have an unexpected diagnosis and they're in the pregnancy or they're in the early stages of parenting, what would you say the greatest challenge is and the greatest, most beneficial thing that you could give them? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, now, that's a big question. Maybe the greatest challenge, I guess, is um, wrapping your head around your new normal. And um, when it looks wildly different from your plan and what's happening with all your friends, yeah, um, your family, um, and then, you know, determining how you're going to adapt to that new normal. And, um, you know, for us, it was we're going to celebrate and find joy 
Um, but that was an intentional decision. Yes. Um, so I think, you know, oh, just coming to terms with, with that, and that can be a long process. Um, so maybe that's what I can think of off the top of my head is the biggest challenge. Um, well, I, I'll say this, Doug McSwain was on the show and he was talking about suicide of a son. And, and one of the things he said that I hear you saying is, when you have a crisis as a family, do not isolate yourselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, you did the thing he said. You did it naturally. You immediately looked for people who understood your situation and had already walked down that path. Yeah. Well, and that would be my other thing, especially in this age of social media, to yeah. be mom, is find the mom who's been there, done that, who's a few years down the road because she'll laugh with you and she'll cry with you. And she'll also give you the names of the doctors and who not to see and who to oh. see. And, um, <laughs> You know, the ins and the outs of children's hospitals, which is a whole new world that most of us, by the grace of God, probably aren't familiar with. But I can navigate with a blindfold on um, at this point. Yeah. So, um, and then a network, I think, of really um, being able to be vulnerable and honest with, you know, a few best friends or um, a church. I'll never forget when we learned that Ellie, we were told Ellie would probably live up to seven months. Mm. And... I was on the bathroom floor, um, literally sick. I was vomiting in grief and, oh. the doctor saw that and um, you know, she's seven and a half now. So yeah, I was fixing to say she's outlived their production. I should put, put that out Seven there. and a half years, not months. Yes. Yeah. That, <laughs> I guess this was incorrect. Um, but I remember I texted a few older women in our church who had, you know, more flexibility than my friends who had little ones at home napping. And, right. um, and they, I said, is there somewhere I need somebody in the church? Do we have a ministry? My parents lived far away. So do we have a ministry? I don't know what to do with this grief and I'm physically ill and I cannot take care of my toddler. And one of the sweet women responded and she said, we do. In fact, it's called the come mop the floor of the bathroom before your friend throws up on it and then pick her up. Um, And they showed up. And so I think allowing people to, Mm. to come into your heartache and your grief and your celebration Mm-hmm. Um, has been a huge blessing for us. And we're introverted, you know, on our own, but having those friends that can show up and, and allowing them into our story, um, that, that would be some of my advice. I think let, let people in to hey. let, and to carry you when you can't walk yourself, when you're overcome. I love that. I, I really wish we could just keep talking. This has been such a great episode. I want to thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom today. You you are so dear to my heart, Katie Butts. I just admire your family very, very much. Oh, well, thanks, Kathy. Many people are going to be blessed. I know... I know people are going to be downloading this podcast like crazy. And don't forget to go find the other one that Katie did with me on... Uh, getting an unexpected diagnosis during a pregnancy, her story. So you'll want to hear that for sure if you love this one as much as I do. So we also want to thank our sponsors today, Home Instead, for this beautiful show that we've been so fortunate enough to have Katie as our guest. If you want more information about our sponsors or our guest on today's show, or if you would like to recommend a guest for future shows, please contact me at kathycraffy.com. Thank you for joining us and Truth with a Texas Twang spoken here. About the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh, Johnny and Keith, yes.